This episode of Songs and Stories is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up for a 14-day trial and get a free download book just by checking it out by going to audiblepodcast.com forward slash stories. Listen for details in this episode of Songs and Stories, which starts right now. Well, already. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories, everyone. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 95 or up to. You know, I was thinking about this interview series, and uh, I've been doing it for a while now. Well, at least 95 times <laughs> over the last several years. I think it's been about three and a half years. And I think some of these that I enjoy the most are people that I've are the interviews with people I've never met before and know very little about, except for like a CD sent to me ahead of time. And we end up with these um, totally sort of unscripted, unoutlined un interviews about just whatever happens to be on our mind musically. And that's what this one's going to be today. Uh, you'll recall in the last episode, we talked to Rachel Sadaka from Southern California. We're going to stay in a Southern California theme this time and talk with a duo I met recently called Sabrina and Craig because their names are Sabrina and Craig. It's a very clever kind of group name. But uh, just a wonderful duo from Southern California with some great harmonies, some great uh, instrumentation and, and playing. And um, they have a really kind of cool backstory. In fact, as you'll soon discover, I think this is the first gold medal winner that I've interviewed for this Songs of Stories podcast. I'll let you figure out which one of those it is and let he or her tell you the story behind that in a few minutes. Um, again, they're from Southern California, and um, their latest CD is called One Home, One Heart, and you can find them at sabrinaandcraig.com. I think we'll just get right into it because, again, they have a really kind of cool backstory, and it sounds much better if they tell it. Uh, before we do that, I wanted to give a, a quick nod to a friend of mine whose card I just misplaced. Um, here it is. You know, lately I've been calling myself Mr. Super Incredibly Organized with big quotes around it because I keep forgetting details, but here's the card. I wanted to thank, before we play this interview, my friend Tina Ash, who owns the Flower Mill Florist. Flower Mill Florist. Say that fast three times. In SoCal, on 4600 SoCal Drive in SoCal, California. Uh, when Sabrina and Craig were in town, they were playing the Ugly Mug that night, which I just played last night, and it was a fun show. Uh, they played the Ugly Mug, and before... Their, their show, I was going to do the interview, and there was really no place around to sit and talk that was quiet. Uh, the, the Ugly Mug is a working coffee shop. Uh, it's on a main drag in Soquel, and I remember that my friend Tina owns the flower shop. So we uh, uh, graciously had her stay after hours and talked amongst the the arrangements and flowers there at the Flower Mill Florist at 4600 Soquel Drive in Soquel. So if you find yourself down there, check it out. It's a wonderful flower shop with some great arrangements and things to pick from. It's also a wonderful place to do podcast interviews, as we'll soon discover. So their latest release from Sabrina and Craig is called One Home, One Heart. Let's hear a couple of things from that, and then we'll get right to the interview. I want to remind you, if you're new to Songs and Stories, or let you know if you're new to Songs and Stories, that you can find notes and links to go with this episode at my site, michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Look for Songs and Stories 95, and I'll put some links to Sabrina and Craig's uh, website, CDs, and what they're up to, and you can learn more about them. 
So let's hear a couple of things off their new record. And again, it's a, it's a great record with some just wonderful harmonies and some fine instrumentation. Uh, mailing the part of Craig's part, and we'll have them talk about that in the interview, but they sound wonderful together, great songs. It's really a nice listen. So let's hear a bit of the title track, One Home, One Heart. And then we'll hear a little bit of the song Cats and Dogs. And if you're familiar with my animal affection and my animal songs at all, you'll know immediately why I like this song, just based on the title alone. So uh, here's Sabrina and Craig uh, from their CD, and then we'll talk to them at the Flour Mill Florist in Soquel. Uh, Here we go. When you took my hand, you took my heart. Such a long, long time for me to see what you knew from the start. Now I'm looking back, the years we spent to where our journey first began. You bared your heart, and I could see how the pieces fit inside that puzzle that was you and me. And you put that heart. Right in my hand I then began to understand Under heaven Two souls share One home, one heart For the journey through a lifetime One home, one heart One life Our journey's just begun so unkind Casting shadows on the dreams of lovers so deaf, dumb, and blind But if we get lost You know we'll find I've got your eyes You've got mine dogs they have no social grace they sniff your crotch then lick your face a bark and wagging tail is dialogue for a dog a simple life of chase and fetch what you see is what you catch cold nose and dirty paws and cats will be cats They let you stroke their fur, they curl up in your lap and purr. Sweet contentment seems like where it's at for a cat. Till they've had enough of it, then they arch their backs, they hiss and spit and scratch you with their claws. 
Nature uses chemistry to maximize diversity by guaranteeing opposites attract. Consequently, sad to say, when you give your heart away, it rarely gets returned to you intact. Boys will be boys. If you believe old fairy tales, they're mostly made of puppy tails. The rest, that's just bravado and noise. But those are boys, some of whom grow up to be the men who simply cannot see the forest for the trees. And girls will be girls, made of sugar and of spice, though some are more like fire and ice. Oh, complicated contrasts in curls, those are girls. Elements that they are made from can leave some women they become torn up by the slightest breeze. You and I thought we could fly, and gravity did not apply to syncopated lovers such as we. The view we shared together never took in stormy weather, never saw the hurricane at sea. Dog speed. Love your band. That's a. You like that? Who's, who's, who is that? That's a. It's the lead singer, of course. Exactly. Actually, on the back, on my. Who knows? My, they get all the chicks. Exactly. The dogs are the chick magnets. Mm -hmm. Actually, my German Shepherd has a little cameo on the hidden track. Has a little oh, good. cameo on the, oh, hidden cameo track. on the hidden track. I was practicing harmonica when I was playing harmonica one day, and all of a sudden, Arlo started just howling. And I thought, oh my God, it's got to go on the CD. And I've had people download just that track. Because I, I had to name it for iTunes. I had to call it. So I called it Dog Speed Arnold's Reprise. And people have downloaded just that track. And it's like, that's cute. But, you know, I actually paid money to have the other songs produced. <laughs> so I think he's getting an appearance on every album. So this should be good. Yeah, that's about cool. Spot. And thanks for your record, by the way. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're very welcome. Yeah, so Jeanette hooked you up with me. She said, get on Michael's podcast when you come into town. Yeah, well, she, I think that's where we first... We had lunch with her. Yeah. And, and uh, she said, oh, you're heading up to Northern California. Well, you have to get in touch with Michael Gates. <laughs> <coughs> she said, I'll, get, I'll send you his email. You have to. And tell him I sent you, she yeah. said. So. That, that kind of got, well, it was funny. I think I got a Facebook thing. And, you know, we inundated with Facebook friend requests. And if it's somebody I don't know anymore, I kind of like, all right, how do they... But when you said Jeanette, I'm like, okay... It's a referral, okay. That's oh, great. good, good. Yeah, yeah. we go back with Jeanette to, uh, well, she used to... Uh, Motherhand Productions. For Motherhand Productions, yeah, yeah. Jeanette yeah. Uh, Lundgren. And uh, I met her. She was uh, doing some uh, work with James Lee Stanley, and then uh -huh. she uh, started working with John Baddorf, helping right. put together his right. thing. Now she's really building a, a stable of, uh, of artists. Yeah, she's doing really good work. I think I met her through, it might have been Baddorf, Actually, no, locally. I think Bev Barnett and Greg Newland we mm -hmm. were like mutual friends on Facebook, so of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And then I got to know her, and she and I, I, somehow we got talking over like email, so it was a level removed from Facebook. And then she mentioned John Batdorf, and I said, I've heard the name, I, I know the, the Wooden Stones Project. So, oh. so I tossed the podcast thing out. He came by the house last summer, and then I interviewed 
James Hurley, and then a mm -hmm. friend of mine, Greg Kitchell, was at Far We did our first Far West this, this last year, so me and Greg shared a room, and and um, so he ended up kind of hiring Jeff to help him out with some promo work, so it kind of worked both ways. And it just goes around and around, because yeah. we've actually, uh, Sabrina and I recorded as uh, the West San Fernando Valley Choir, along with a couple other artists, at Beachwood Studios, where James Lee Stanley records mm -hmm. his, okay. his production studio, recording uh, one track for James Hurley. Mm -hmm. So it just, you mentioned Hurley oh, and Beachwood. That's kind of the cool thing, is you meet friends, you have friends in common, you work together, you, you, you help each other out, and you have to, I think, to, to make this thing work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Jeanette also ran a little open mic at a place, place called Gail's Perks, which Craig played before he even met me. Uh -huh. She was running that, and uh, so that's how I met Jeanette the first time was there at the open mic. Okay. And how long have you two been playing together? Or what's your What's your background? What's the story? What's the story? Well, I've uh, 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 was a, uh, I've been playing the guitar since I was a wee lad, mm -hmm. four, well, fourteen or so, cutting my teeth. Ten or so years ago. Yeah, 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 ten or so years ago, Michael. Well, if I mentioned the Kingston Trio, Peter Paul and Mary, mm -hmm. Simon and Garfunkel, before, seventeen years. Yeah, yeah, seventeen years right. ago, and. Uh, so that it kind of fell to the background, the, the singing playing, mm -hmm. until several years ago when I decided, you know, it, it's not going to happen unless I make it happen. So I kind of took the initiative to start yep. playing out in the LA area, finding the open mics and the showcases mm -hmm. and playing out. And why did it fall to the background? Oh, I was working, <laughs> uh, I worked, I had worked for a living for several years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's well, that. He's, he's too modest. He's a bronze medalist uh, in the Olympics. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that. well, that's that's part of the background. Yeah, the, I was as a youngster, I got started in the sport of diving as well. And really? Uh, actually, that took priority after um, uh, after high school, yeah. after college. So the guitar was mostly wow. for the fun. But I kept playing all those years. But I did. Uh -huh. uh, I was a serious competitive springboard diver mm -hmm. in Minnesota, Gopher University of Minnesota's Minnesota. You there know. you go. Yeah. And oh, you betcha. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, so you had the accent on purpose, or it just come out when you're excited about? Well, I realized when I said "gopher," it came out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> certain <laughs> words, there's certain words that key those those Midwest accents. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so I was at the University of Minnesota, and after four years there was Minnesota does it too. No, I, yeah, I heard it. So now I'm self-conscious. Exactly. Right. It's going to be everything. So wound up uh, <laughs> getting quite this great fun. Switch the buttons. Button. Yeah, yeah. See if we can we can get me to say "you betcha." Uh, <laughs> eh. Eh. That's, no, that's Canadian, and the, the, the Canadians. But um, it's 1972. I was uh, I was I won the United States Olympic trials on mm -hmm. springboard and went to the, the Olympics in Munich as a diver. I was a bronze medalist. So I might have seen you on television, just not realized it. Yeah, you were playing guitar at the time. That yes. Well, I my claim to fame for about oh a small segment of time here. There was uh, without a doubt I was the world's greatest. Diving finger picker or finger picking diver, mm -hmm. however you want to say it. I had that niche sewed up for a couple of years. That was your window. That was my window. <laughs> uh, the, now the diving's kind of fallen by the wayside. I coached a number of years mm -hmm. professionally and then uh, went on to other things. That's a very worthy tangent to take you away from music. Usually it's like, well, I had a day job. You know, this is this is much more interesting. Well, I was I was in nineteen. Uh, well, I guess I think you're the first bronze medalist that's actually been on my Songs and Stories podcast. Well, it's a pleasure. There's a first, I, I, and this is the first for us. Uh, I mean, being interviewed by you, but also it's this such a lovely venue. By the way, we're in the. Um, I forgot to plug this. We're in the We're flower. In the fragrant. Yes, this is great. This smells better than most bars I do my interviews in. Um, no. The Flower Mill Florist on SoCal Drive in SoCal, California. And, 
And Tina was so gracious to she allow was. us She's to come in here. We're making her stay late. Yes. And we don't have video, but I will say that right next to Michael here is a lovely orchid uh, that's just radiant. So And very reasonably priced. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the YouTube. But we digress. Yeah, we digress. Tangents, tangents. So I uh, got started in kindergarten singing mm -hmm. in the choir and, and uh, was in choir all through school and then show choir and mm -hmm. went on to musical theater and took voice in college, uh, so I was studying opera and that mm -hmm. type of thing, and um, also sang in some big bands, and uh, so jazz and standards. So all kinds of influences. Yeah. And my, my mother was uh, wanted to be an opera singer, so around the house we had classical and mm -hmm. opera and all of that. And uh, and then I came out to California um, and didn't sing for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. I had actually come out here for acting and then got involved, went to school to get my master's degree and sort of got away from everything. And then Craig and I met at a business conference, totally unrelated. Mm -hmm. uh, I did this, there were probably 5,000 people there. It was at the LA Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And I did this short segment. I was chosen by my group to go up and present on stage in front of all these people. and said about 10 words, it was all of like 30 seconds. Yeah. And all these people, wow, your presentation was so great. And I'm thinking, oh, all right. <laughs> so anyway, Craig was one of the ones later said, oh, your presentation was so great. And, yeah, sure, right. Yeah. So what do you do? I'm a songwriter. Really? I said, well, that's interesting. And so he gave me his card and said, well, I'm performing at such and such a place this week. And you know, if you'd like to come and see me. So I said, well, we'll see. And then mm -hmm. I wrote him an email and said, well, I think I'll come, but I'll probably, I won't get there right at the beginning, and I might have to leave early. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because you never know when people tell you, like, well, how that's going to end up. But right. uh, when I saw him... You kind of covered like, your bases just in case. I, I did, yeah. I have to admit. But actually, I, I didn't want to disappoint him. I knew I couldn't get there at the start of it. Right. And, uh, right. And I also wanted to cover my bases in case he was bad. I uh -huh. wanted to be able exactly. to say. Uh, yeah, he hadn't heard of him before. He just met him at, yeah. at a business conference of all places. Exactly. A logical thing. Yeah. So, but tell him how good to my surprise, it was like, wow, <laughs> this guy's actually really and good. And he's humble, he's, apparently, too. And humble, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, just for, uh, since we aren't on video, I should mention that I'm extremely good looking. No, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm the lesser. Sabrina, though, we should know, and, and because I did see her on the stage in the spotlight, you know, uh -huh. so... But she's also six foot one. She towered above everybody else on the stage. Presence. So, presence. Presence. She had presence. So we ended up uh, going to Coco's afterwards mm -hmm. and closing the place down. They were vacuuming under our feet and mm -hmm. uh, talking about music. And then. Conrad's. So we. Conrad's. Okay, yeah. Conrad's. And uh, so we said, well, the net net of that conversation was, well, let's get together and sing a little bit and see how that goes. Mm -hmm. And so we got together at his house. And although this is the other funny thing, Craig has about, I don't know, 600 old vinyl LPs and about another 400 CDs, and I've got about 400 CDs, and we don't have a single one in common. Wow. So no. I came with this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I came with this stack and said, hey, what do you think of this? And I'd play all these things, and he's like, oh, that's so Broadway. That's so diva, singer. This is so, you know country this is so and then he'd say hey what do you think of this and I'm like oh that's so 70s that's so hippie that's so <laughs> so needless to say we we don't have any who covers in our in yeah our back <laughs> yet 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 but well, we do arrange we do like to arrange um, uh, cover songs and, uh, as well as write our own so we're we are well and I bet coming from two completely different worlds the, the cover tunes really have a unique spin on them no. When we come, when or whoever we, wins we, the argument, like we're going to do like a show <laughs> tune or like an old folk rock tune. Yeah. 
you know, we do have, there is some, uh, so let, let us say, creative tension around that, Michael. That's, that's a good point. And we also recognize that if we both agree and when we align, uh -huh. then we've got something that's kind of special. So what are some songs you cover in your style? Um, Either style. Let's see. We, well, we've, uh, we'll cover, we've got a couple songs we do that were first performed by the Judds. Uh -huh. so. a, the first song we ever found that we agreed on was a song that the Judds did called Are the Roses Not Blooming? Huh. Mm -hmm. Very appropriate for this particular yeah, that's locale. Yeah, a good point, yeah. yeah. Is, uh, I'm looking at the roses. There's, there's, gotta gotta be, there's roses probably in the case. Oh, yeah, there's roses in the, in the, in the cooler. And, uh, and so. uh, we've also worked up um, uh, songs by the Beatles, particular arrangements. Mm -hmm. um, not the, not Which the, are nice to interpret. Yeah, always mm -hmm. Yeah, always good songs. Simon and Garfunkel. And Simon and Garfunkel. So, yeah. so you won that one. I get to sing Naomi, Naomi Judd. Sabrina gets to sing Artie Garfunkel uh, from time <laughs> to time. Let's Crosby, see. Stills, and Nash. Yeah. Yes, well, a couple, a couple songs from the uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash event uh, uh, genre. We have Nat King Cole. We've got Frank and Nancy Sinatra. We've got um, the the uh, the brothers, the uh, Everly Brothers. Everly oh yeah, brothers, we picked up. Yep. And now we're starting to, to to really think seriously about doing an album of classic duets. Let's find some. Well, yeah, with your duets. with your harmonies, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You're perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so we've even been on the on YouTube uh, looking through uh, Les Paul and Mary Ford videos oh, from nice. the 50s. Yeah. We'll see. You know, we just picked up the Patience and Prudence uh, cover. You, remember, you wouldn't remember Patience and Prudence from like 19, early 1960s. Catching up on my history, I do know who they are. So. Yeah, they were a little sister duet that had a hit with um, uh, Tonight You Belong to Me. That was later reprised in uh, the Steve Martin movie. Jerk, and Steve right. Martin sang with Bernadette Peters. So we've, we've stolen a little of that arrangement and made it our own. Mm -hmm. and, uh, nice. Yeah. So what do you, I was going to ask, I, I, like the, I like the CD, by the way. Um, oh, thank you. One Home, One Heart. As you can't see on the podcast, the CD traveled fine, the jewel case, not so much. Oh, we, oh we'll get you another one. Yeah, don't worry about it. I got, but, 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 but the CD arrived intact, and I really like it. Okay. Intact. Intact. So good with English. We're still working on the the, the, the distribution piece, and, and those those are the jeweled cases can be a little problematic. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough call with with packaging because jewel cases, these plastic clear jewel cases, are they're they're just cheaper, and I just find most people just rip their CDs to MP3, and but then again, like the digipacks and the cardboard is really appealing, mm -hmm. but they cost more. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, but the CD was good. What are your guitar influences? Oh, uh, well, I mentioned early on, uh, I went to school. I could see Les Paul in there. Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's a compliment. Uh, I first started out with uh, Simon and Garfunkel, and mm -hmm. I literally played Drop the Needle with my dad's uh, high fidelity system. Put the needle down on the record, pick mm -hmm. it up, and go find that note on the guitar, and then put the needle down and go, and then figure out, oh, my word, he's got a capo on there, and then I had to go out shop and buy a capo because mm -hmm. I found I couldn't play all those. That's where I started yeah. really working on tunes. Like most guitarists, I started with the dots on the boxes, the little mm -hmm. chord grids. Uh, the guitarists that uh, I listened to, um, I, I was really, I really liked what Pete Townsend from The Who did. Mm -hmm. um, I was influenced heavily by Leo Kotke, who was a local boy in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. First time, uh, first time I ever heard him play was live at a, a walking by oh, the, wow. the West Bank Music Festival one summer between, uh, I think between high school and college. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I. Listen to some classical artists and studied a little bit of classical enough, Michael, to appreciate the value of technique. I can't mm -hmm. say I always use great technique, but I do understand that uh, good technique will allow me to keep getting better. Right. And at the same time, I'll wrap my thumb around the neck of the guitar mm -hmm. and find that F chord if I right. need to. You know, 
I'm not a slave to the You gotta guitar. find the note, you gotta find the note. That's it, exactly. I had a guitar teacher recently who, uh, I've got one particular chord I'm still working on. It's a combat, it's a tricky, you're a guitar player, so mm -hmm. for those guitar players that might be listening, there are two double stops. Not barring, but I have to touch uh, two strings uh, with each finger and, and make this combat. Anyway, if I wrap my thumb around it, I can just get it easy. Mm -hmm. But my guitar teacher didn't like that. So, he's no longer my guitar teacher. <laughs> But don't make that quarter around him. Yeah, right, yeah. Don't make that quarter yeah. around him. So he has, uh, I don't know, Chet Atkins. Oh, listen to this. Yeah, Chet oh, Atkins yeah. With, the, with the thumb picking and, and a double thumb, yeah. Do you play with a thumb, a, a, a connected thumb pick? Yeah, I use a connected Sounded thumb like pick it. on, yeah. uh, well, if you listen to the album, the, the finger picking thing that I do with Sabrina on bass called mm -hmm. Uncle Harold, the little right. cartoon, yeah. that's thumb picking. I was going to ask about yeah, that. Thumb, yeah. Connected thumb pick. Um, cats and dogs. Cats and dogs. I which is my like, favorite, but you can probably tell by my Oh, because of uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, uh, thumb pick, flat pick, flat pick and fingers, and mm -hmm. then sometimes just fingers depending on the. Okay. So I really go back and forth with uh, flat picking, flat picking and fingers and, and thumb. So picking. you've got a lot of crayons to pick from. I have a lot of crayons. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And now and I'm working uh, on flat picking. I'm really going to school on some really seriously crazy. Fast, speedy. Nice. I'm not there yet, but I'm yeah. shot those those uh, Nashville flat pickers. that can be like those bluegrass guys that make it really rough. Mm -hmm. I'm not there, but I'm nudging a little in that Good. direction. Yeah, we're looking at uh, a cover of uh, that uh, Nora Jones and Dolly Parton do called "Creeping In," and that's uh, he's become oh, obsessed yeah, with yeah, this yeah. little, very difficult mm -hmm. flat picking piece that they do in the middle. And when he becomes obsessed, I mean, literally, like, eight hours a day, he'll just be sitting there and playing it and playing it and playing it. Like, you just hear it over and over and over. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah, speaking of time, so is music, is music a full-time endeavor? Or is it sort of something you're shooting for? You know, it's... Because it, you're on the road now doing a, doing a quick tour. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a full-time endeavor in that it's, we're, we're not uh, established yes. and paying the rent yet. Yeah. Yes. Um, yet. And, and, always um, yet. Um, my work is of a nature, my, my day job, if you will, is of a nature that uh, is, I work four-day uh, sessions with a okay. seminar that I'm involved with. Sabrina's involved with now, too. So um, I'll be on the road for four days working, mm -hmm. which is with travel, sometimes five days. And then in between, I'm pretty much my own, my own man. Good, so so you get some flexibility. Can, there's some flexibility. That's and good. We can book around engagements. And That's important. Yeah. So it's, Although it's good. we are looking to transition, I mean that's sort of where we're working towards mm -hmm. is, is to be able to create income doing music, which is the thing that we really love. So, mm -hmm. um, and this is we've had a couple. We had a little mini tour to San Diego. Mm -hmm. We had a little mini tour to uh, um, Arizona to pick Arizona, up our CD. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, but this is sort of the furthest that we've ventured, and um, mm -hmm. we're, we're we're kind of getting our feet wet a little bit because each each thing we've booked that's taken us out of LA has been in conjunction with something else. So yeah. as long as we're going, like, like to uh, our, our, our album was, was pressed and duplicated in uh, by a company in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So as long, we could have them ship it to us for $300 or whatever it was. Or you could drive, and we'll pick it up. Shows. So we'll just and pick we, it up you know, and go do some yeah. shows. And so we, we tried to book a couple of gigs around that. That's and smart. Likewise up here, I had two days of business meetings mm -hmm. in San Francisco. And so uh, we booked our, our mini our mini tour of Northern mm -hmm. California, and now here we are with you. <laughs> and I got I got to sort of uh, I'm a little afraid to admit this, but on the other hand, it's kind of sweet. I mean, we're sort of new to this, so yeah. 
when we went to pick up our CDs, and so now we've got our brand new CDs in hand, and there's always a little bit of a fear, although we like our music, but we play it so much, you know, so there's always kind of a fear when you go out like, okay, is anybody else really going to like it? So you never know, because it's going to be new. Well, so it's, we let, it's, letting, it's letting your kid out into the world. Yeah. yeah. I hope they like him or her. I hope they don't say we have an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, your kid's yeah. so ugly. And I love it, especially with, with this one, my, my last one. I, you know, yeah. First thing you do is you get it, you play it in the car. And if you're like me, you either listen for the stuff that, you either listen to it or you listen to the mistakes that somehow mm-hmm. got through. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God! He didn't fix that in mixing, and nobody notices that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, let me send it out, and you, the people that, that love it, let you know, and that's what you kind of embrace, and that's what mm-hmm. you kind of work on. Mm-hmm. People that don't like it, well, you know, mm-hmm. probably don't hear from them anyway. And well, we should and we should mention we're, we're Sabrina and Craig. We're here with Michael Gaither, and his newest album is uh, Dog, Dog Speed. Dog Speed. Yeah. <laughs> so so what I was saying is we so we went to this coffee house. It was the first oh, place right. we played, and so we only had fifteen minutes. It was like a an open mic kind of yeah. thing. But uh, since it was since we booked it, uh, you know, a few weeks ahead, they said okay, fifteen minutes. So we had to play three songs. Mm-hmm. And so we played our three songs, and people seemed to, you know, respond. And at the end, we said, "Oh, and by the way, we have our CDs now. They're brand new off the press. So if anybody wants them, you know, please see us." And then we kind of walked off. Mm-hmm. And this lady goes, "Oh, I'll take two. And I was kind of like, oh, "Craig, somebody wants our CD, Craig." Really? And it was really? Like, you know, and it was like, "Oh my gosh, somebody!" And we only played three songs, and it was like, it was great. That first sale was just like, "Oh, I know, you know. it's." Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. Didn't want to sound quite so surprised. Like somebody actually wants it. Well, the, the reaction to me is like somebody besides my my immediate family and friends wants to buy exactly. this thing. Somebody that doesn't know me wants exactly. to buy this thing. That's exactly. what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you've played and they heard what they liked and then they come in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very gratifying. It's like okay, we did, we're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then especially when you get an email, another woman bought it and said, "Oh, I'm listening to it here on my computer and I'm really enjoying." It. It's like wow, there's actually people out there listening to our music and enjoying it, it you know? That's, you that's write them really back cool. and you thank them yeah. and you yeah. take their quote and put it on your website, yeah. whatever you do. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Whatever you do, you yeah, that's amazing. I, yeah. I suppose all artists have, you know, whether you're a photographer or a painter or whatever, it's just... You're putting your stuff out there and you... Part of it is... Part of it, I think, is... I don't know if it's looking for validation. It depends how insecure you are about what you're doing. Part of it is looking for validation. Part of it is just hoping that all this work you put in, mm-hmm. someone else is going to like it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And what you find with those people that, that you don't know that like your music, if there's an avenue to like thank them again, some people end up if, if they like repeat buyers or they actually keep in touch, I'll send them a disc with a few live tracks on just to thank them, and then we just mm-hmm. you know yeah. things like that because you really appreciate it. it. Really means a lot. I played um, at a place in San Luis Obispo a while back, and this, this this retired couple that saw me a year ago play a showcase there actually came, brought their grandkids, and they walked up afterwards and they said. You don't have a new CD yet? And I said, no, I'm sorry. And But I emailed him back. And I said, send me your address. And I sent him a couple of discs with live stuff on. And mm-hmm. She wrote back and she said, my grandkids ask for your CDs whenever I do. So, oh, wow, that's so great. So it's good to like, encourage them because they, come, they become friends. Mm-hmm. And you have people kind of rooting in your corner, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really gratifying. Yeah. So as far as your new CD, I wanted to ask you about, I was reading some of the information about it. So was it kind of recorded live or close to live? The, Talk uh, about the process a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we went around and around, and one of the challenges... I guess the reason I asked is I, I read the information about it, but it didn't seem like like it was done track by track with Pro Tools and tweaked and sandwiched together. It really does have a live feel to it. Mm-hmm. That's correct, and we we, uh, we decided we wanted to capture our live sound. Mm-hmm. So at the core of the CD is uh, the two of us recording. We're in, the, we're in a recording studio, so mm-hmm. live recording is sort of an oxymoron somehow, isn't it? But... 
we uh, the guitar tracks. We had two voices and mm -hmm. two guitars. Sabrina and I sat across from each other. We each had one uh, guitar. Mm -hmm. We sat we sat across from each other. One mm -hmm. vocal mic each and a guitar. A couple mics on the guitar, and we took some time to get that set up where the balance mm -hmm. was comfortable. So it was a little bit um, you know, awkward to be frozen in place a little bit. However, we were able to get what we do together live. And Good. what I found was if we put down a guitar track, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, and then came back and tried to sing to it, it wasn't as, didn't feel as honest. As organic. As organic, yeah. yeah. It, what, yeah. Uh, uh, and I realized I've been a solo guitar singer-songwriter for years before meeting Sabrina, and we work together. We work off our cues, we look at each other, mm -hmm. the pauses, the little timing shifts. Yeah. That if I just try to sit down and play the guitar and pretend that I'm singing, it doesn't have the same feel as really mm -hmm. singing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we, it, I'll tell you what, it, the downside though, Michael, you're, you're in the middle of a take, might be the, the seventh or eighth or tenth take on a song, and it's going really, really well, and we both know it's going really, really well, and there's a really delicate little guitar ending to that song, and then you're three quarters of the way to the song. Three quarters of the way, and it's, oh, this is a good take. Mm -hmm. Ooh, this is a really good take. This feels really good. Then the pressure starts to build up, and oh, one little... You're almost there, almost, you're almost there. there. Oh, oh. And then you start getting a little more tense. I have that yeah. feeling at home just doing little home demos. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, something's like, I'm almost to the end, and then I just, then it botches up, and it's like, all right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you, you put it on the many, clock, it's probably even different. Well, yeah. and, and, and too, too, many, too many takes, and you lose the, 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 the feel, right? Yeah. It gets to be... But we were fortunate. We worked with uh, uh, producer, engineer, and uh -huh. co-producer Ronan Chris Murphy right. at uh, Benetto West Studio, a small, uh, you know, not a major label studio, but he's a very independent, independent mm -hmm. professional studio. And um, he preferred to work with us uh, in terms of s instead of putting us on a clock and saying, "Well, X dollars per hour till we get it done," he said, "We're going to create a budget for the project." Oh. And he said, "My job." Your job is to, is to, you know, be artists. My job is to get this project done under... And it budget. probably took the pressure off of, like, how much... We only have 17 hours left. We right. have four well, more songs. Right. No, because uh, we knew that each day we had to get this much done. Okay. So, so you still had... It was still kind of <coughs> slotted yeah. out, but... Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, So it wasn't like he said, okay, I'm just available for an right. endless right. amount of time. Right. But he said, you know, realistically, we should be able to get this much done in a day okay. if you guys can do your takes and get them done in a certain amount of time. Okay. So there was still, there was still some. There were some limits, but it was a little yeah. broader. Yeah, maybe. yeah, and, and we make and we make decisions collectively along the way. Like, yeah. okay, at one point we said, you know, there's another song we've just written it. We might want to get it on the album. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, great. Here's the impact of that on the project. Okay. Right, if that would cause us to, you know, if put this extra amount of time in, which is going to reduce the amount of time I can spend on mixing, we're still going to have a quality product, but we're taking all of the wiggle room out, and there's mm -hmm. no room for error, and, um, and... So he was basically not just your producer, but your project manager? A yeah, little bit, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that was really important to us, with that we talked to him about, which is why we chose to go this way, mm -hmm. was that there have been times where I've gone to see people, both of us, live, and we're so excited, and we get their CD, and then we pop it in, it's completely different. It's like, because right. we see them as a solo, and then they got this whole band, and it's way produced, and it's like such a different sound. And I think, and I think in heard. this genre, because mine's a little big, mm -hmm. and there's parts of it that sound live, and part, we try to, we actually did it in pieces, and we mm -hmm. try to make it, because it was, I was doing it on a budget, and we try to make it sound like my typical band, and there's mm -hmm. parts where it, it, it's close, mm -hmm. but I think it's really close to what it sounds like live, 
kinda. But mm -hmm. I think in what you call it, folk, Americana, singer, songwriter, um, I, I think it's really, at least, I think it's the take you took too, is it's important that, that when someone sees you live and they take something home that it, it kinda sounds like what they heard that night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's, so that's why we call. wanted to capture the core, it to be us, and then add some colors and flavors right. around that. Yeah. You can put in a cello here if you want. Exactly. It's not going to like yeah. screw it exactly. up too much or sound like unlike, yeah. like, unlike a live album. But so we it, wanted it to be a little bigger and a little broader and more mm -hmm. colorful than just hearing us. Because yeah. if you're going to get a CD, there should be something a little extra. Sure. But at the same time, not so different where they go, oh, I'm missing yeah. the thing that I really liked about hearing yeah. you live. So, you know, that was that was really nice about that. I think it worked. I think it works really well. Oh, Good. Thank Thank you. So one final question. When did the ukulele come along? I'm a big fan of ukuleles. Well, the I, I, as I told you earlier, I'm primarily a singer. That's mm -hmm. been my thing. And I did take piano when I was younger and some violin. Mm -hmm. um, but my parents are German and have set a very high standard. Yeah. And, and one of the deals was if I was going to play piano, I had to do recitals. Mm -hmm. And I really, piano was just something I did for me. So yeah. playing in front of people and memorizing was very harrowing. And mm -hmm. so I had a couple bad recitals and I said, okay, I'm, I'm quitting. And at that yeah. point, I said, I'm never going to play an instrument again because mm -hmm. it was just too nerve-wracking. So along comes Craig, and he's so wonderful at the guitar. I had picked up guitar a few years back and just knew enough to be able to strum chords and write some songs. Right. But I never wanted to play in mm -hmm. public. And so he's so wonderful. Luckily, you know, I found him, but he's like, oh, it'd be so great if you could play, like, something else, you know, bass or something to mm -hmm. add. So I started playing a little bit of percussion, which yeah. I do all right now. And then he's like, oh, it'd be so great if you could play something else. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I could learn some bass. So I started playing some bass, uh -huh. and just real simple. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, they won't be looking at me anyway. They'll just be looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, I don't know how. The blonde woman tearing over the stage, they won't look at you at all. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And it's the weirdest thing. It's like the bass is a magnet, because I take the bass out, and all these guys go, ooh, you play bass? And I'm like, yeah, I play bass. There's something about a girl playing a bass. Yeah, so there just is. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, I don't get that. So anyway... Um, well, normally it's a woman plays a guitar. You don't see a lot of female bass players. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same with someone's playing a fiddle. Mm -hmm. It's different. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I don't know, about two years ago, I guess, yeah. how did we come up with the ukulele? I think I saw someone playing one, or I saw one, and I thought, well, that's a cute little instrument. It only has four strings on it. Oh, and I, so I strummed yeah. one a little bit, and I, you know, that's, that's a really sweet instrument. I think maybe I, oh, we were also looking at a banjo because I love banjo oh, okay. sound. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, okay, he can play the banjo because that's too complicated. And then I thought, well, ukulele's simpler. Maybe mm -hmm. I could learn the ukulele. So I started thinking, well, maybe I'll get a ukulele. And I kind of told him. And then he went home for Christmas. You want to pick up there? That's, I, I saw a beautiful little ukulele in uh, Minneapolis at the, the Podium, which is a very sort of locally famous guitar shop has been there forever. He used mm -hmm. to sell pipe, pipes and pipe tobacco and guitars back in the <laughs> 50s and 60s. Yeah. And um, hanging on the wall was this beautiful little uh, Cordoba brand of Portuguese ukulele. We made of coal wood and mm -hmm. it, it was stunning to look at. And um, it sounded great and what's, you know, what's expensive, I don't know, but there was a Martin you know, C.F. Martin, the famous guitar maker, yep. Martin ukulele hang on, hanging mm -hmm. on the wall. That was $400 in muff, and, and this one was hanging next to it, and it looked better. And I strummed it, and it sounded better, and it was about half the price. Yes. Oh, let's go. And I, 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 so I said, Sabrina, I was going to find her a Christmas present, so I brought the ukulele. But 
on the way home, I got to play it for a few people, and then I got on the plane and brought it back. By the time I got back, it was kind of like, hey, guess what I got? Us. <laughs> yeah, guess yeah. what I bought? Us. Us. And then I had to sort of say, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> was fighting over, they're playing tug of war with you. Yeah, they're playing tug of war with you. Yeah, and, uh, our Christmas present. Our, and yeah. so by It's definitely a couple's thing. Honey, guess what I, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I bequeathed it. I, I bit the bullet, I, I let it go, and, and Sabrina's been working on it ever since, and she wrote a beautiful song on it called Same Old Song and Dance. Yeah, so, and that's the... Yeah, that's, that's, and it's got a really nice, it's track number nine, and it's got a really nice tone to it. I was curious what kind of yeah. unit that was. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and that was a very harrowing experience too, because that was my first time really playing. That was actually the first time I'd ever played that song, like for anybody, mm-hmm. was for the record. And you know, I was like, oh, we should really get like a professional, or maybe you should play it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I really think you should. Play. I'm like, but everyone will be able to tell I can't really play. I'm like, I'm because I've only been playing for about a year, and at that point, I'd only played for about a half a year. Mm-hmm. And but it just but going back to the thing of just playing it and singing it, there's something that happens when you're actually singing and playing that it becomes all one. I think it's I think it's partially the rhythm. I think I think it's difficult to sing to a recorded track. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's it's a different feel. Well, and that's the other thing we find is that you know we try to play to a metronome just for practicing. Sure. And we find that our tempos they come and go uh-huh. because that's how we feel the music. It's like yeah. at one point it picks up a little and then it comes back a little, and it's that like has a, that other organic feel. Which when you're in the studio and just chick 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 on a click track, or if track. you're playing to a click track, yeah. Right. yeah. For those people listening, the click track is basically it's a metronome in your in your headphone that's going click 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 click, and it's roof. You know, I got better at it on this CD, on this new CD, but it's really hard to play with. Yeah, yeah. And that allows uh, that allows overdubbing other musicians. Sure, you, know, you can play along because you'll keep exactly the same rhythm. Yeah. Well, and it allows for editing for uh, because you can dub in because you yeah. know that you can splice two together because they're on the same they're time. The same where rhythm. when we do it, you can't take two tracks. Right. And but if you're doing something live and it's a nice little folk piece, it probably doesn't matter if you waver a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's the. I don't know if you've had this experience. Craig's told me that every time he picks up a guitar that particular guitar influences the way he plays like he'll play one guitar a little differently mm-hmm. than he plays another so yeah. I had written a few pieces uh, on the guitar but when I got the ukulele suddenly I wrote two other pieces and they were just whole completely new pieces because mm-hmm. the ukulele itself has a whole different yeah. feel to it a whole different you know yeah in fact on this new CD not to plug me but there's oh. a song about a guide dog named Roselle that's my 9-11 story with a happy ending she was oh. in one of the towers Mm-hmm. And I, I played that on guitar and uke, and it went back and forth, and it, it was it just felt completely different. So I played it on the uke for the for the, mm-hmm. for the for the CD. Oh, and then I recorded a cover of Tupelo Honey, and on the uke, it just has a whole different feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the the voicings of the chords. It probably mm-hmm. is. It's a smaller instrument. It just mm-hmm. feels different. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's on the the it's on the surge. Ukuleles popping up everywhere. Yeah. Up well, well, in this town, there's a huge there's a Santa Cruz ukulele club that meets once a month, and you go there, and there's literally probably 200 people with ukuleles they have a play-along section they pass out the chords if you don't have a uke they'll loan you one it's, it's a trip and they'll bring in some guest star and they'll pass the hat somebody who's really good will mm-hmm. play in it workshops and stuff oh that's great. great we'll have to get up for that yeah. well i found as a songwriter it's a really great instrument in fact what listen to the tone on this one i play, actually play a baritone mm-hmm. oh right. and what i found with the baritone uke is it's tuned like the top four strings of a guitar and i was playing it in front of my, there's an old one my friend restored for me, and it sounded like to me like it's a cheap guitar. Mm-hmm. So my friend Mad Dog, who actually works on instruments, calls, he calls himself Mad Dog. I, Can you tune this like a soprano? 
So I have a baritone that's tuned like a soprano, so it has that high register, mm -hmm. but it's got Ooh. this fat bottom end. That mm. sounds sweet. It's a great instrument to sing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baritone. Think about a baritone. Let me check in there. You can buy her one for Christmas and let her have it this time. <laughs> Maybe my Christmas. Christmas is coming up for me too. You never know. Yeah, you never know. You might get a banjo. There you go. I haven't done the banjo yet. So once again, um, what's the website? www.sabrinaandcraig.com. Thanks for your time. Good talking to you guys. Thank, Thank you, Michael. Michael. It's been a delight yeah. to be here. We'll cross paths again, I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So once again, Sabrina and Craig talking about their 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 CD One Home One Heart, their collaborative process, and I, I like the fact that this was recorded almost entirely live. I think that's a really kind of important point to make in these days of um, Pro Tools and digital recording. That they actually sat down and recorded most of this live on the mic. But just a wonderful couple, great songwriters, very talented, and just it was really fun to just kind of hang out in a flower shop and just kind of meet each other and talk and see what came up and so that was really a lot of fun i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did uh so once again i want to thank sabrina and craig for um for taking the time before their show to let me pick their brains and yammer away i want to, again want to thank tina ash of the flour mill florist in soquel on 4600 soquel drive to uh for letting us uh commandeer her store after she was done working for the day and wanted to go home but she let us kind of hang out there and talk for a while and uh also wanted to thank Jeanette over at Mother Hen Promotions for uh, kind of hooking them up with me in the first place Jeanette handles does promotion for a lot of very cool talented people many of whom have been on this show so it was nice that she sent them my way when they were in town so Jeanette thanks I'm pretty sure you're listening and uh and most of all thank you for listening because I know there's a lot of options and things you can listen to and and download from the web and I really appreciate you taking the time to download this whether you found it from my website michaelgather.com or if you got it from iTunes or if you happen to catch it on Casey Cafe Radio or Grateful Dread Radio or one of the other internet podcasting feeds somewhere out there on the web just thanks for finding it listening and taking the time i really appreciate it so once again just to reiterate uh sabrina and craig's website is sabrina and that's craig with a c and as you discovered craig is the gold medal winner in the group uh coming up next on songs and stories in a couple of weeks we'll be talking to one of my local favorites sherry austin she's been on this show before and she's actually one of the people way back when 10 years ago, kind of gave me a 10 years ago or so that gave me a push to really start getting out there with my own stuff and i've always appreciated her for that and uh, her new cd is a almost entirely a kate wolf tribute and it's really a cool record we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks so look for that however you find me and the show again i really appreciate it so once again i'm michael gaither for songs and stories if you have any comments about this episode or this show you can reach me at michael at michaelgaither.com i'd love to hear from you and we'll talk to you next time on songs and stories take care <laughs>